Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Hey guys, happy Monday. I hope you are having a great morning. As always, if it's not Monday when you're listening, I hope that you've just had a great week, a great day. Um, Whatever you're doing, whatever you're up to, I'm glad that you're here. Let me always say and start the podcast by saying thank you because time is precious and I totally get that. So I'm so glad that you're here. Um, And y'all, it's Christmas week this week. If you're listening and it's not Christmas time, this will all still be relevant, but wow, I cannot even believe it. I mean, 2020 has been, I know some days have felt really long, but the year as a whole, to me personally, has felt like, wow, I just don't even know where it went, especially December, which maybe that's because Christmas lights and just everyone's so happy, I feel like. December's just a happier month. It's just the most wonderful time of the year, to be cliche. So I feel like it always zooms by. Um, Kind of like summer when it starts and then all of a sudden you feel like it ends and you're like, man, I just got to the beach. Anyway, okay, so before we dig in, this week we will be talking about um, the next word in the Focus Devotional book if you're following along. Um, But we'll also, I'll be ending it a little bit differently because it is Christmas week. So um, hang on, I think it's going to encourage you. Uh, This week we will be talking about the word alert. Last week, we talked about the word advance. Um, And, you know, I think with advance, so much of it relates to this word alert. So if you didn't listen to that, I really encourage you to go listen to last week's. Because honestly, I was going to take a relative similar approach to this week's podcast. But a lot of it I talked about last week with advance. You know, when we want to advance in what God is asking of us, we have to be alert to what the enemy is trying to distract us with, right? And so we talked about a lot of that last week. And so, like I mentioned, if you haven't listened, go back and listen. But either way, this week we're going to be talking about being alert. What does that mean? What does that look like? How do we we make our spirits, our minds, our hearts alert to what God is up to and alert to what might not be good for us? So before we start, I am going to begin with the focus Um, just giving you guys a chance to take a deep breath. Okay, we're going to refocus our minds. As always, if you listen, if you're an avid listener, you know this. We do it every week. If not, I hope it gives you a chance to take a deep breath because I find, and this might just be my personality, a lot of times we're going, 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 and we don't really take a moment to stop and pause and especially the week of Christmas, you guys, I really think, man, it's so worth us stopping and just being with Jesus and remembering truly the reason for the season. As cheesy as that sounds, it's true. So um, I'm going to help us refocus. So if you can close your eyes, if not, then please keep driving. Do not close your eyes. But if you can, that's great. Okay, so F, fix your eyes on Jesus. O, open your heart to receive. C, calm your mind. U, unplug from distractions. S, 
saturate your soul in him. Okay, so alert. And like I mentioned last week in the podcast about advance, we talked about a lot of things that relate to this week's word alert. But also when we talked about the word notice, which was another podcast, and how that noticing is the focus of what we are looking for, right? When we notice something, what we look for, we find. So when we want to notice Jesus, we see that he's everywhere. So I was thinking about this and I'm like, what's the difference between being alert and noticing something? Well, it is, to me at least, it's the state of being alert. So actually the, the, the posture, the, the verb of being alert that allows us and prepares our hearts to notice. So if we aren't alert, if our eyes aren't opened, if our feet aren't willing, if our minds aren't prepared, if our hearts aren't ready, then we can't notice what Jesus is doing in us, through us, around us, for us, all those things. It is the, it is the necessity of being alert that actually allows the other to be a reality. So, and here's the thing is I think, you know, alert, I think it's one of those words that it gets the short end of the stick. I don't think we really think about it as being a game changer. Um, but I think the truth about this word is that it, it's an area we really struggle with in today's culture. What do I mean by that? Well, to be honest, I really think a lot of us are going through on just automatic. You know, we're on truly just autopilot and we are coasting, not even aware of what we're sacrificing. And the thing about it is, is when we sleepwalk through life, and, and I'm using that very loosely, obviously I don't mean like sleepwalk, but I'm saying when, when we're kind of just taking one foot after the other, it's kind of like when we drive somewhere, and, and I've said this before, and I think we can all relate to this analogy. We drive somewhere, we get out of the car, and we're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how I got here. Like, I don't even remember. I guess it was muscle memory. I don't remember what lights I turned out. I don't remember any of that. Did I send a text message? I hope not. Like, we're just so on autopilot, and we're rushing that we don't even notice. And so, when we sleepwalk through life, it doesn't mean that we aren't going to, to heaven, y'all. Like, that's not what I mean. Our salvation card doesn't get ripped out from beneath us, right? That's not how God operates. However, it does mean that we don't get to experience the full life God has for us here and now. And First Peter 5.8, um, I wanted to start with this scripture because it's powerful, it's strong, and it's really just the foundation of, of why we must be alert. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Y'all, scripture does not, like, beat around the bush on this one, you know? I mean, here's the thing is that it says the devil prowls around like a roaring lion. Okay, we know that he's the king of lies. We talked about that last week. We know that he's all about deceit. We know that he can only disguise himself because he in and of himself is not powerful. But what he will do is he will prowl around looking for our weak spots, looking for our vulnerabilities. And I was really thinking about this week with it being 2020, talking to a couple of my different friends who just have had really hard situations with COVID, with family members, um, with loss this year. I think grief is just such an overarching theme of 2020. But what I'm also learning is that if Satan is really after stealing our joy and our hope and our faith and make, trying to convince us that 
maybe God changed his mind about us, then that always means that God is up to something, that he his the light is always greater, right? And we know that. And I think Satan is really doing his best to steal our Christmas spirit in 2020. But can I tell you that he doesn't have access to what you don't give him permission to touch, take, or torment? So this leads to my first point with being what it means to really be alert. And that is this. We guard what we believe is worth protecting. Or we become vigilant over what we see is valuable. We've all heard the phrase like, oh, that's as secure as Fort Knox, you know, meaning uh, good luck getting into that place. Well, I was thinking about this and trying to think of, I was researching like really, you know, places that are highly protected in the world and just the United States. And so I was doing a little bit of research on Fort Knox. And obviously, you know, it protects almost half of the country's entire gold supply. So obviously the cautionary measures that they go to protect the structure are immense. But when I was researching it, I was like, whoa, it just really put tangible um, metrics or information. And anyway, it's really interesting. So I was going to share a little bit. So Fort Knox is obviously a structure, and it contains 16,000 cubic feet of granite, 4,200 cubic yards of concrete, 750 tons of reinforced steel, and 670 tons of structural steel. So it's literally meant to resemble a fortress, like a heavy fortress, like for army, even more intense than that, right? And then on top of that, weighing 20 tons and blast proof, the vault door is 21 inches thick and is only accessible via combinations. There are no visitors. Even presidents, besides a few exceptions, have not been able to get a tour of this facility. This place is on lockdown. Lockdown. (laughs) And when I was thinking about this, I thought, you know, Really, this is what Jesus wants us to be with our hearts. That doesn't mean that we aren't accepting of others. That doesn't mean that we don't have compassion or empathy. But what it means is that we have such a keen awareness of what he wants for our lives. We have made ourselves so alert to his promises, so alert to his character, so alert to what fulfillment and contentment really means in him that any time, anything comes up against that we say whoa 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 sorry you don't have a you don't have a pass in this place and we talked about that last week with an advance but you know thinking about my own heart man that sometimes can feel selfish and I don't know if that makes sense but being so protective over our own hearts and our own minds and our own spirits but that's what allows us like we are meant to be warriors we are meant to to walk in his promises. And Proverbs 4.23 tells us to guard our hearts, guard your hearts, for they are the wellspring of life. They are truly what invites and preserves and protects and refreshes life back to us. And so if we are letting anything in there, you guys, how dirty is that going to make that wellspring of our life, right? How, what, what is it going to look like? If anything that walks up to that door, we just let that, we let it be a revolving door to like a store rather than, hey, this is my heart. And and I think a lot of times we aren't, we don't protect, um, 
we maybe let our insecurities or our desire to be affirmed or liked or maybe our reputation or maybe the normal of what we're in that we we don't always feel like oh well maybe I don't know I just don't feel like I'm worth protecting in that way but y'all we don't get to rewrite what Jesus has already written about us and he says this is who you are this is how I see you and he tells us that all throughout Psalm 139 all throughout scripture and then he tells us in Proverbs 4 23 hey you need to guard that you need to guard that because if not you will have foreigners, strangers, people that are criminals that are going to walk in. You will have Satan will disguise himself in many different ways that will try to steal your your joy, your um, passion, your motivation, your hope, your love, your Christmas spirit. So we got to get on this, right? We have to, you, so first point, we guard what we believe is worth protecting. So ask yourself, like, do I protect? Do I guard my mind? And what does that look like? Do I arm myself with scripture? Do I protect my heart? Do I ask Jesus before I'm getting in a relationship, when I'm in a relationship, or when I'm operating in relational situations and circumstances, Lord, how would you have me react? Lord, how would you have me be in this relationship? Do we ask those questions? Are we truly protecting our hearts? And what do we deem them Um, Or do we see the value that the Lord has shown us in that? Point two is that prayer heightens our awareness. If we feel like we're struggling with being alert, then the only way to increase this, or really the quickest way to increase this is prayer. Ephesians 6.18 says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. I was thinking about it, and you know, the greatest example of anyone that has walked on this earth is obviously Jesus, okay? And Christmas is literally the story of him coming to be born to save us, right? And so I was just thinking about, man, okay, what did he do when he was going, okay, from place to place? He walked, so he's not driving a car. He's walking from village to village all throughout, you know, all these places and, and, and with his disciples and people and and working miracles and all these things and I thought Lord how Jesus how are you so aware of your father's will and all throughout scripture y'all it tells us he doesn't want to keep it a mystery he wants us to see what the key to his success was meeting with his father time and time again scripture mentions that he would retreat to quiet places and pray he knew I'm going to have to renew my mind and remind my soul that my father's will is the best. I mean, we see that in Mark 4.36. You know, when he's talking about, Lord, take this cup from, from me. It's not what I will, but what you will. Right before he was about to be crucified. You know, it's not that he didn't have these emotions. But he was far more alert to his father's will than he was to his fickle emotions in the day-to-day. And that is what allowed him to take step after step after step. He was so alert to the father's character and to how he saw the world through his father's eyes. And so that, that allowed him to see other people, to see, to stop. Like think about all the different miracles. And I don't have this written down, kind of going off um, the beaten track, but just thinking about all the different miracles in scripture and how often it seemed like Jesus was on the way to these places and he was just alert. You know what? He was so alert to people's needs. Because he's the savior of the world. 
Like that's the language that he speaks, right? Is our needs. He is so aware of them. And time and time again, he stopped. He knelt down. He he positioned himself to where he was always available and willing to do the works that his father needed him to do. Um, and especially, and it shows us, he, like Jesus knew, especially after a miracle, miracle, that the enemy would be after him. Like he was always on watch and he knew that the best way to recalibrate, recalibrate and be refreshed so that he could remain alert would be to pray. And Jesus prayed expecting for his heavenly father to reveal things to him that he did not know. He prayed expecting for his heavenly father to revive his energy. He prayed expecting his heavenly father to give him his next assignment. He prayed with great expectation. And because of this, his spirit was alert and vigilant with what God spoke to him. Y'all, when he prayed, he expected great things. He expected his father to hear him. That's how close he knew his, He knew the heart of his father. And he knew that if, look, if I say something to him, if I come to his throne, if I speak to him, he will meet me where I am. Do we pray expecting for him to make our hearts, our minds, our spirits, our bodies alert to what he wants for us? I'm not sure I always have that expectation, but I do know it changes things. I do know it changes how we hear them. Um, and then point three is an eternal perspective requires great vigilance. Vigilance is another word for being alert. So it's just really being heavily on watch, right? Like imagine a watchtower and a soldier just night and day, eyes wide open, sword ready, armor on. Like I, this place means everything to me. I am protecting it at all costs, whatever it requires. And that is what, so this vigilance, so an eternal perspective requires great vigilance. First Peter 1.13 says, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed as his, at his coming. Jesus makes no qualms about it, y'all. He says, hey, I need you to keep watch. I need you to be fully sober, not in the sense of like not drinking too much. Yes, in that way too, but really sober-minded. Being sober-minded is just this clarity of who he is and what he's asking for us, for our hope to be alive, for our hands to be open, for our feet to be willing, for our hearts to be prepared, for our spirits to be aligned with the word of God. You know, the world will tell us, hey, being sober, like that restricts your fun. But heaven reminds us that being alert restores our future. The world will tell us that being sober distracts us from enjoying the present. But heaven reminds us that being alert show, allows the present to make a difference in the future. The world will tell us that being sober will jeopardize our adventurous reputation. But heaven reminds us that being alert is the only way to preserve what Jesus thinks about us and continue our adventure with him. Y'all, we have to keep our eyes open. And I want to end with um, this verse. It's a really strong verse. It's out of 1 Thessalonians 5, 2 through 9. And it says this. It says, For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like the others who are asleep, 
but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, all throughout this, it constantly reminds us, hey, you are children of light. And I know it's not to say like, you know, I know in this passage, it says those who are um, sleep, sleep at night and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. And it, what, what it's saying is, is, hey, you are you like if there's two columns, there's light and there's darkness, your identity, you are filled with light. You are a child of the light of the world. You are the light of the world. That's the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you. You are a follower of Jesus. You are a son or a daughter of the King of Kings. And so all of that, like your identity, what that makes you is that you're a child of light. So don't align yourself with the things of the darkness. Don't, you know, like we talked about sleepwalking through life at the beginning. And what scripture is telling us here is, hey, don't sleepwalk through life. Jesus has told you, be prepared. Be prepared because he will be coming back for you. And when he does, you will not want to be as those who pretend that they did not know the light. Because that's not who you are. Like open your eyes. Make yourself aware. Do things that remind your soul of truth. And when I was thinking about um, just, you know, what I wanted uh, really being alert and really making it practical like to our to our everyday things, I think um, really... I wanted to mention a couple of these. I feel like they're they're common things that we need to be alert of in our daily lives. So when your passion is dwindling, protect your gifts. When your hope feels cut off, stand firm on his promises. When your fear speaks loudly, guard your mind from the voices that don't push you towards Jesus. When strength feels limited, tap into the armor of the king. When faith feels weak, Open the word of God so that the living water can flood your soul and revive your spirit. Y'all, we have to be vigilant. We have to be those people at the watchtower who, who say we're protecting the fortress of our passion. And we see someone trying to come up and, and speak and, and, say, and take our gifts. We have to protect them. We have to huddle and we have to get our sword out. We have to have the shield of faith. We have to remind ourselves, look, what the Lord has started in me, he is faithful to complete. That is mine. That is not yours to take. We have to be vigilant about protecting these things that the Savior have, has given us, what he, what he has gifted us with. We have to be vigilant about protecting those things. And, you know, I was thinking about, like, alerts on our phones. And actually, when I started to record this podcast, my um, alerts kept going off on my phone about um, the weather. And <laughs> I was just thinking about how often, you know, a lot of times when we think of alerts, we think about it as like the danger that's coming. And in scripture, Jesus does, like First Peter, what we opened about, about, you know, Satan goes around like a roaring lion um, looking for someone to devour. And so, yes, it is the danger that we need to keep watch on. But we need to be alert because Jesus says, hey, do you understand the fullness of the life that I have for you? Do you understand what I really want your heart to experience? And if you aren't alert to protecting it, then you won't get to walk in that. So as we begin this Christmas week, I want us to be vigilant about protecting our Christmas spirit, okay? I want us to be able to label and go, that's a Grinch. I'm not letting it in. That's a Grinch. I'm not letting it in. 
and I don't mean like a person, okay? I'm not giving you permission to like cut someone off because you want to be rude and use it as your excuse. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that this time is right when the enemy's going, hey, I want you to obsess over your to-do list. I want you to get so distracted by all these things that you miss the point of Christmas. I want you to enter the year frazzled, ashamed of how you spent it, apologizing, and wishing you could go back. Because he knows that time is the one thing we can't rewind. While the Lord can restore it, he wants us to not live in the present. He wants to distract our attention. But y'all, we can be alert because Jesus has armed us with everything that we need to protect that. So how do we protect that Christmas spirit? That spirit of generosity, the spirit of keeping our eyes open to the neediness of others so that we can help meet their needs. Y'all, that's why we have what we have. Our hands are full so that we can give to others. How do we have this spirit, this Christmas spirit that allows us to walk in joy? I mean, Christmas lights in and of themselves are a perfect example of that. But so when you start this week to spend the snowball of anxiety, thinking about gathering and present wrapping and who will cook what and how will this happen and la la la, I want you to say out loud, Jesus, alert me of your peace. And when you start to get sad, thinking about how Christmas would look if it weren't 2020 or whatever it might be, I want you to say out loud, Jesus, alert me of your joy. When you start to think about the year ahead or what life would look like post-Christmas and you find yourself getting discouraged, I want you to repeat, Jesus, alert me of your hope. When you find your soul grieving and missing those that aren't with you this Christmas, just take some time to be with your Heavenly Father and gently ask Him, Jesus, Will you alert me of your comfort? Y'all, his love, it is us being alert. It's our eyes open to the truth of what is, to the truth that his love is for us, that it breaks down any barrier, that it conquers all, that it came to earth in a stable, sat in a manger, born to a virgin Mary, Because the angel delivered a dream to Joseph so that Jesus could take his first breath in the flesh, live a perfect life as sinless man, and decide to still take the cross for us. People who continually forget, continually betray, constantly let him down. And he said them. That's who I'm dying for. That's what I want my life to be about. My legacy is them. And so that, this Christmas, y'all, we have the best gift. And nobody can take it from us. And as we as we operate this week in our daily, just the the minutiae, the mundane, as, our, as we prep for our, either our relatives coming or maybe they can't come this year, or whatever our gathering looks like or the presence or any of that, I just pray that our, uh, that we are vigilant about protecting the gift of Christmas. It's not a tangible one. It's the gift of Jesus, the King of Kings. Oh my goodness, he came for us, you and me, imperfect, so messed up and broken. And he said, them. That's that. That's who I want. Gosh, I love him so much. So good. It's so good. Um, 
every week in the devotional there is a focus tip and I always end with this so it's a very practical suggestion to help apply this word to our lives so this week's is this is think of the word alert this week when you find yourself fearful or anxious or stressed or whatever it is with Christmas and whisper this the scripture God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of sound mind you guys can I just encourage you that I, I usually end with the Monday prayer but um, I'm going to end up reading a scripture on this week's. I just wanted to say that, you know, as you're going and you're preparing this week, if you have any moments where you just feel like you're kind of losing it <laughs> or you're, you're, you're kind of feel like you're getting off, like you felt like, okay, I was guarding my Christmas spirit and now I feel like I've lost it and it's too late. It's not. And he's there. And I would just encourage you to find your Bible and open it and read and be with him and let him refresh your heart because that is peace it's jesus and he's there and the word is alive so um i would just encourage you to do okay so this scripture is first samuel twelve twenty four, and i'm reading from our scripture devotional card so it says only fear the lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart for consider what great things he has done for you first samuel twelve twenty four, and it says remembering the sacrifices you have already made for me i cannot help but praise your name You deserve everything I have to give for the rest of my life and so much more. Thank you for never departing from who you claim to be and for being such a good father. You lavishly give to your children and your grace covers the depth of my darkness. Today, I will choose to remember that all all you have done for me and I will fear your name, serving you with my time, my energy, my resources, and my future. When my heart is reluctant to surrender any portion to you, Call me out and give me the courage to let go. You have always been faithful, and I know you always will be. Okay, guys, that closes up for today. Merry Christmas. I hope that you have a great, just happy, peaceful, restful Christmas with your family or whomever you're spending it with, that you remember that you're so loved, so loved, and that nothing can take that from you and that you have the greatest gift don't leave it on the counter unwrap it jesus the light of the world he's crazy about you okay i hope you have a great week happy monday you are awesome merry early christmas and um oh yes we will be i wanted to let you guys know we will be um there will not be a podcast next monday but there will be one the Monday after that. So there will just be a week break, a little bit after Christmas, before New Year's to kind of get recentered and um, just to give my brain a break, to be honest, because I want to always have fresh content for you guys. And I want to be able to spend some time with my family and really um, rest my mind and my heart. So I encourage y'all to do the same. Thank you for listening. It means so much to me. As always, if this did encourage you, would you mind subscribing or sharing on your stories and tagging me or letting me know? Um, y'all are why I do it and I'm just really grateful um, for Jesus and for you guys and I hope you have a great week alright Merry Christmas guys thanks again